Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and thanks, my friends, for joining us here on The Great America Show. Today, we're talking with a congressman who sponsored more than 500 bills in one day. How did he do that? And in doing that, how'd he set up Congress to save the taxpayers as much as a half trillion dollars? Our guest is Congressman Andy Biggs. He was the driving force in the battle for the speakership of the 118th Congress, and he led the reformers to victory. And he'll be telling us how it's going on the border as well. It's not going well for Secretary of State Antony Blinken. We now know he was the point man on the infamous letter signed by 51 former Intel veterans, including five former directors of the CIA and several of those officials members of the Obama administration's Intel Group, James Clapper and John Brennan among them, who declared Hunter Biden's laptop to be Russian disinformation, which was in itself disinformation. They all were lying, and doing so, they elected Joe Biden. They not only lied, but in so doing, changed history. Without a doubt, they were a principal factor in cheating Donald Trump, out of re-election as president. Top Republicans are calling for Blinken now to resign for his part in the orchestration of that big lie, the disinformation campaign against the American people and Donald Trump. And Congress must reauthorize Section 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, or it will lapse, and that would end the authority for warrantless surveillance of American citizens. We'll be taking that up here in moments as well. We'll take up that wide-open border and the possibility, indeed the probability, that Biden will have brought into the United States by the time his term ends 10 million illegal immigrants. The southern border is wide open, and why not? The cartels are making a fortune smuggling illegal immigrants, human smuggling, smuggling deadly drugs like fentanyl and sex trafficking, and making it all possible ever so easy, is the Biden regime's refusal to secure our border with Mexico, to shut down the cartels. Instead, Biden is in league with the cartels. But the Marxist Dems lie about it all. Listen as they tell America that our wide-open southern border is secure. Here are the Marxist Dems in full-throated lies. It is my testimony that the border is secure. We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. We have taken unprecedented action over the past year and a half to secure our border. And we have a process in place to manage migrants at the border. We're working to make sure it's safe and orderly and humane. The border is closed. We agree that uh, the border is secure. We're executing a comprehensive strategy to secure our borders. One of our highest priorities is to ensure that we have a secure border. And that is what we are doing. The border is secure. 
Joining us now is Congressman Andy Biggs. Biggs represents Arizona's 5th District. He's in his fourth term. Biggs is a member of two powerful committees, the House Judiciary Committee and House Oversight Committee. He's also the chair of the Judiciary Subcommittee on Crime and Government Surveillance. It's great to have you back with us here on The Great America Show, Congressman. You're making headlines of all sorts on a number of important issues and subjects. Let's get to those incredible 521 bills you just sponsored in one day. Serious business in it all. Tell us about it. Well, Lou, it's it's always great to be with you, and uh, you do such a great job. And and, uh, I will just tell you, one of the things that was driving me crazy is that um we we don't we don't look at line item budget spending here and what with you when you don't look at line item budget spending guess what that means that you really don't ever have a chance at, at um uh taking out mismanaged programs duplicative programs waste and fraud you really need line items so what we did is we said uh let us run a bill on as many of the lines that we can find in discretionary spending. So we can point these out to the appropriators, the people who sit on appropriations committee and my colleagues, that these are places that you could eliminate or reduce spending to try to get us back down um, so where we don't spend, we, well, we don't have deficit spending anymore. That was the goal. And that's, right. that's really what I was trying to do. And so we found 500. 521, actually, to be exact. And we, um, uh, I, I didn't know it was going to be such a, a, a mon- monumental thing. We thought we were just doing something that should be done. And my great staff worked long hours. And uh, between us, we found ways to find different programs, agencies, departments. You know, Lou, there's more than 1,200 programs, departments, and agencies that aren't even authorized that are being uh, receiving about $500 billion a year to support those uh, those programs, agencies, and departments. What's that number again? How much? More than 1,200. And the total amount of money? $500 billion. My gosh, to go through that. Now, you've passed those bills, and this is effectively a legislative form of, uh, uh, of uh, the line-item veto, isn't it, if you can get this passed and uh, and actually get the appropriators to follow suit. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, we would be able to, if if we had uh, help from leadership and we got out of the House and got through the Senate, guess what? The president would have to go through and say, no, yes, no, yes, and would be ultimately responsible. This body would be responsible. Um, and and the, this transparency to the American public would be remarkable. This is one of the things reasons that we did this. Well, congratulations. Uh, the 118th Congress, uh, Congressman, is showing me something, and I think all Americans, you guys have done, I think, in many ways, more work in the first uh, few months of the 118th Congress than I've seen uh, even efforted uh, in, in previous Congresses. Uh, am I overstating something? No, I think you're right. Uh, the last time uh, we had this kind of enthusiastic work ethic was uh, probably in in 2017, right after President Trump was elected. Mm-hmm. Um, now we were we were dealing with uh, some leadership guys who didn't really want to get as much done, but the body, the rank and file, was working hard 
trying to do everything for repeal Obamacare, although that was a joke, uh, to uh, trying to get a, a good tax package. And we got a, a decent tax package out. So there was stuff going on. But this this particular uh, Congress, uh, everybody's come there, rolled up their sleeves and has been working. Now, we've debated and kicked each other around a little bit, but that's OK. The, that push me, pull you, that that the tug of war that goes on internally and um, I'm hopeful that that as, as we continue to do, say, say the oversight committee work and the judiciary committee work on oversight, um, we're finding out more and more stuff, uh, Lou. And it's just it's good to be with people who are anxious to work hard. Yeah, always. And I don't care what uh, what you're doing, whether you're digging a ditch or are or, or making laws for the American people uh, or, you know, sitting at a microphone. Working with people who are enthusiastic about what everyone is doing makes all the difference in the world. And to be have to have I, I personally, I can't imagine not being enthused and energized uh, working in, in the Congress of the United States, whether it's a staffer or a representative. Uh, but I I have seen <laughs> the fact that there are people there who seem to be just taking up space and occasionally they just breathe uh, through their teeth. Uh, it, it's it's there are only a handful, but at least there are some. Your thoughts about, uh, if you will, let's digress just for a second. Uh, going back to that Congress, uh, the previous Congresses and the leadership that didn't necessarily want to get anything done. I have to say that battle that you had the the uh, the group from the Freedom Caucus, the the so-called twenty uh, who stood up and said they were not going to do anything less than reform the 118th Congress before it's actually convened. Uh, what you guys established there was you know wide open. Uh, it was a brouhaha, if you will. Uh, but it was, frankly, it was polite, it was energized and energetic, and I think inspiring to most people who were watching it. And to hear you talk about what's going on now with legislation in the 118th Congress, I say hallelujah and turn on the cameras and let's see more of it, because I think the American people need to see it, uh, because they're not getting civics lessons from their high schools and their middle schools uh, and their left-wing uh, indoctrinators who are posing as teachers. Your thoughts? Lou, I, I agree with you 100%. Uh, and uh, one of our goals was to actually open up the process. We wanted more transparency. Uh, and, you know, Gates did a bill to, to allow the C-SPAN cameras more access. We saw some interesting uh, uh, angles the other night. But, but the reality is we've done some stuff that I had never done in Congress, and that is to actually go down to the floor, a lot of people submitting amendments, debating those amendments and then taking a roll call vote on those amendments. That is exactly what should be happening. And the American people should be able to turn that on anytime and see what uh, bills, what legislation is going on and, and determine whether they're getting adequate representation. I think that's the only real concrete way to get people more involved in this is for them to hear their representatives and say either, I don't like what my representative is doing or I love what my representative is doing. Uh, and, and participate. That's what we were trying to do. And not only uh, trying to do that, though, but also trying to um, make it the place more democratic from the inside. And I hate to use that word democratic, but more open if I can, you know, more Republican. Power. Yeah, more Republican, diffuse power away from the center, away from the leadership and get it to the members. And so you've got uh, we've got people on 
committees that you've never seen com- conservatives really on before. Uh, you've got the promise of appropriations doing 12 bills, uh, which we hadn't seen in, I don't know how many decades, you know, where you really have the 12 bills considered. All of those things were designed that we were fighting for was designed to actually make the place resemble what I think the founders wanted. And that was a de- more deliberative body con- uh, where everybody has a say. And then at the end, you would get a better product because you would uh, uh, you would have much more input. You'd get rid of some of the bad stuff uh, and and try to get better product through instead of just lousy stuff. Yeah, it, it's uh, it, it's interesting to me that there is this idea about the Congress that it doesn't have to work. Uh, you're overcoming a great deal of inertia uh, and, and outright indolence, I think, on the part of many of the representatives uh, in the House who've been there for a long time in particular. Uh, I, I think about the Senate. Maybe it's easier and more comfortable for you to talk about the Senate. But when I think about those people being governed by this little squad of Thune and Barrasso and McConnell and uh, and whomever else, I'm, I'm missing two or three of them. But, I, I mean, these are the grand old men, but they are old guys sitting there just hanging on like uh, for dear life to their jobs uh, and acting like they've got all of the ideas, all of the smarts, all the knowledge, uh, when in fact, they're nothing to me, they're nothing more than establishment hacks doing precisely what their donors have ordered them up uh, for. Uh, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, Look, after we got through that, a lot of people were highly critical of me, as you might suppose. But once we got through there, Paul Ryan went on TV and actually said, yeah, when I was Speaker of the House, I thought I had too much power. Paul Ryan is uh, <laughs> as indolent uh, as, oh, yes. and yes. Uh, twisted up. He's not just crooked. He's twisted up. I'm just saying to you, I, I can't even hear what even sounds like a vaguely uh, complimentary remark about him. Yeah. He thought well, he needed it. You remember what else he said? He didn't want to be speaker. He had too much power. He had too much responsibility. He had way too much responsibility, too yes. much authority for anyone as mediocre as he is. He is the least talented speaker in ages. Uh, my gosh. Uh, Anyway, uh, you know what? This is a great place to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsors, uh, and we'll be right back. I'm talking with Andy Biggs, and we're talking about Paul Ryan. Darn his hide. We'll be right back. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. 
We're back now. We're talking with Congressman Andy Biggs. Uh, Congressman, it is great to be talking with you today. Appreciate your time. We were talking about Paul Ryan. I was going to talk about him. When you said his name, it's like putting a red flag in front of a Yeah, I know, uh, I know. Because uh, the man did so much damage to the Republican Party. He is a fraud and a fakester, and, and there's just nothing, uh, nothing that will ever obviate his record as speaker. It's just, it was a horrendous moment in American history. Your thoughts? Yeah, look, I, I don't disagree. I, I, I cannot tell you, begin to tell you how frustrated I was. And I know I've shared experiences with you before that I had with him. But my point wasn't to say that he was a good speaker. My point was to say at least somewhere, somebody on the other side, no matter how disingenuous it may have been, understood that he had too much power because the speakership, the leadership has had too much power for decades. And that means when you have somebody who's who doesn't really want to close the, the border wall, he's going to sign your bill to seven committees. That's what he did to me uh, on, a, on a border wall bill. The, the point is they could the leadership and they're controlled, as you as you mentioned, by lobbyists that it, it is just too, too powerful. And we were trying to break up that that a monopoly of power in Congress. Uh, and, and that's really what the purpose was. And I think we kind of got there to a certain degree. We're, we, we, have to, we have to watch the rest of it, Lou, to see how it plays out. Yeah, you know what? The debt ceiling to budget and everything. But I think we laid the groundwork to make change. Yeah, I, I, I grant you all of that, and, and I understand. But, you know, take, take credit for what you've already done, because what you've done is historic. You have turned uh, the direction of the legislative body, uh, the House of Representatives, and that is such a service to the nation. You know that, Congressman, as well, better than I do. Uh, we, we need to talk about a couple of other issues, too, here. I got a kick out of something, and you sit on all these important, powerful committees, uh, you know, including judiciary. But FISA 702 is up for renewal. And do you know what I just saw the other day? The, the NSA and FBI have reduced their number of, 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 of warrantless searches of Americans. They've dropped them from over 3 million down to 120,000 last year. Do you think that's coincidental with the fact that Congress needs to renew the, the, the FISA Act? It's not coincidental at all. And I don't even know that I believe that they've reduced it uh, to 120,000. I would... My guess is I guarantee you, I don't believe them. I don't believe yeah. them for a minute because they lie about everything else. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know what? Remember this. The last time 702 was reauthorized, um, two weeks after that was reauthorized, that's when the, the uh, inspector general's report was released showing all of the fraud and the scam and everything that was going on, the spying on American citizens through the abuse of, of, uh, uh, the portions of the FISA Act. And, and I just got to tell you, I view this with such skepticism. And it's odd because this may be, and I said this in the hearing the other day, this may be the only place where we find true bipartisan uh, uh, feelings and animation on a subject. Nadler, Jayapal, uh, uh, Lofgren, these these very hard leftist Democrats, Ro Khanna, they all agree with the conservatives that 702 uh, should go away. And if we can't do away with it, because we got to deal with the neocons and the warhawks of the Democrats, 
then what we're going to have to do is have an amazingly robust and strong uh, set of reforms to try to take it out. Because I'm telling you, uh, this, this program is being abused, has been abused, will continue to be abused as long as you have secrecy, secret courts, uh, and uh, no real oversight. Yeah. And, and, and given that, all of the abuse, uh, they have, the fact that they were complicit in a, a, a plot to overthrow the president of the United States to block his election, uh, that they were then uh, culpable uh, in the the fifty the letter of fifty one former Intel of, uh, officials who tr- who created a disinformation campaign against the American voters by saying it was a disinformation campaign to suggest that the Hunter Biden laptop uh, was Russian disinformation. Yeah. I, I have to ask you, Congressman, yeah. under what under what pretext would any sitting representative? or senator not insist that the 702 section be stripped from the FISA, they, uh, I, as well as 215, as far as I'm concerned, get rid of By the way, I'll go all the way back to 1978. FISA should be eliminated altogether. It is an un-American institution. It is run by corrupt uh, and dastardly evil people whether they're in the Department of Justice, whether they're on the bench, or whether they are FBI agents or other members of the intelligence community. Your thoughts? Well, Lou, I would like to eliminate FISA altogether myself. I agree with you. I think it is un-American. I think if you want to surveil an American citizen, then you need to go in uh, with an affidavit to an Article III court and, and present your case uh, with a sworn statement and let the court just make the determination just like you would on every other potential crime. That's what should happen. But uh, for people who don't understand what we're talking about necessarily, this, these, these uh, FISA uh, provisions allow massive amounts of data to be picked up. And then if uh, that includes American citizens having their information swept up and then looked at, and ostensibly, they're supposed to go, uh, the FBI or whoever is supposed to go to a court and get a, a, a warrant to search. But there's really no oversight there. There's no transparency there. And, and so it's been abused uh, incredibly. And I think they used back, it against a president of the United yes. States. Yes. Against a president of the United States. And there is, there is, there should be no Republican in the House or the Senate, who in the in their worst nightmares would think of ever renewing that 702 section. Uh, and I think every one of you should get rid of it. It's either yeah. we're going to be an American government or we're going to continue with this corrupt deep state uh, alliance with Marxist Dems who are turning the country uh, toward the path to hell. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I, I just, you know, just for your listeners, Though um, I've already had people come up to tell me on our side of the aisle that they're not going to, they would never support a an elimination of seven hundred two uh, or of the FISA at all. Um, and, and and you know how they pitch this, Lou. You know they pitch this as 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 without FISA, um, then we're going to be subject to massive amounts of of um, international spying. That's that's how they sell it.
We are anyway. Well, yeah. Well, that's by the way. That's so the, I've got a question. Okay. Now I, I'm going to ask you who these geniuses are who've walked up to you and said they're never will uh, uh, support the elimination of 702. I will ask you that, but I want to say this first. Why don't you ask these geniuses how it is that the Chinese can successfully run a hundred Confucius Institutes in this country, run 3,500 front companies in this country, how they can steal $600 billion of intellectual property and American technology each and every year, and they've disbanded the FBI task force that was supposed to be targeting those people, quite unsuccessfully, obviously. How can anyone even imagine that these people uh, are, are not, not only corrupt, but they are directed away from interfering with the Chinese Communist Party and China and its strategic interests. How Do you ask them how it is we have a president who just drew down the strategic petroleum reserves by 60%, the lowest level in 40 years, just when we need oil, that we've shipped ammunition after ammunition and munitions to Ukraine, but now can't find a way to replace it? We have a dire military readiness issue. We have a military that's woke, but is utterly, utterly unconscious when it comes to the threats of the CCP and Russia, the Iran, and other state actors around the world. I mean, this is a folly writ large, this Biden administration. Oh, it's, it's worse than a folly. It is calamitous and dangerous, not just to the U.S., but the entire world, because we are so weak and in such a precarious position that the rest of all the bad guys in the rest of the world can take it out on us. And look, I've tried to have these conversations, um, but they people kind of pat me on the head and say, go away. Uh, you obviously don't know what's going on. And I, I re rebut that by saying, I think I have a pretty good idea what's going on in Northeast Asian security issues. Well, I think you do, too. And I think that it's really important that your voice be heard by these uh, nincompoops uh, who apparently are either colleagues or part of the permanent bureaucracy, the deep state, uh, rejecting your views. Uh, I said I was going to ask you about who those folks were, these very bright folks who said they'd never vote against uh, the 702, uh, Section 702 of the FISA Act. Uh, we're going to find out. Well, we're a better. I don't know if we'll find out, but I'm going to ask. You're gonna, I know you're going. I'm going to ask Congressman Andy Biggs who those folks are when we return right after these quick messages from our sponsors. Stay with us. The Great America Show continues in one moment. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back now with Congressman Andy Biggs. Uh, Congressman Biggs is, uh, I, I respect mightily. I think he's one of the finest, not only the finest congressman in Washington, D.C., I think finest public servants. Uh, I've known him a long time, and I can tell you uh, what a great, great gift he is to the uh, uh, to the national interest in Washington and a great representative for the people of uh, his district in Arizona. Congressman, uh, I, I said I was going to ask you, and I hope you'll give us a few names of people who just can't bring themselves, just can't bear to bring themselves to act in the in the national interest and get rid of 702. Well, I, I don't want to give up the names because I am, you know, as as cynical as I am, I still believe as we produce more and more information, like we had another hearing last week, as we produce more and more information, I can get some of those people to come around and see things our way. And and I don't want to burn them yet. Uh, there there will be a time to burn them, but it won't be until they they irrevocably dig in so deeply that we don't have a shot at, at eliminating 702. Well, let's talk about what we're uh, what you guys are learning. Uh, the House investigations committees are doing a wonderful job. Uh, you all have done uh, magnificent work for the people already. I was afraid you would not be moving as fast, uh, fast enough. Uh, I think right now you have picked up the pace, you, you and your colleagues, uh, the Jordan Committee, the the Comer Committee, the Weaponization Committee, uh, immigration. Uh, you, you know, we're facing another another surge at the border. You have been calling for a wall for years. You've been calling for border security. Uh, give us your sense of what it means when we have 24,000 people, according to Governor Greg Abbott, crossing in two weeks into Texas alone uh, from Venezuela, for crying out loud. Your sense of what's happening at that border. Okay, so um, that, that 24,000 is just a drop in the bucket of where we're going to get in about 10 days. There are probably at least a half a million people waiting uh, to come across when the cartel gives them the go-ahead uh, uh, after Title uh, 42 goes away. Uh, I will just tell you, let's, this, let's just give you the straight skinny on this. Uh, I talked, uh, my source uh, tells me that, um, that the Border Patrol agents are gonna be overwhelmed. The, the detention facilities are gonna be even more overwhelmed. Uh, and what's going to happen is they're going to move to straight street releases. And what a, straight, a street release is going to be, that means that if, let's say, you lived in Nogales, Arizona, or Yuma, Arizona, uh, where you sit right on the border, you got a sister city on the other side. Uh, as people are coming in between the ports of entry, the CBP will have no place to put them. They're going to uh, do a minimal uh, ID. So they're going to take a picture of somebody and whatever they tell them their name is and their birth date, they're going to take that, put that in their record. They're going to release them right into those border communities. That's what's going to happen, Lou. That's what I've been told is going to happen. And that's just a, 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 a dip, a, a tip of the iceberg because down in the Darien Gap, the number of people coming through, and that's in Panama coming, coming on up has increased in the last month by over 500%. Mm -hmm. And so, Lou, you're going to see not 2 million people 
illegally enter the country this year, um, plus another million, million and a half uh, uh, get away, you're going to see somewhere north of three to three and a half million plus. So you're in what period be, of time? Uh, this that that'll be the balance of this. That could be within six to seven more months. I'm I, I'm taking the whole fiscal year, but but the by and large the bulk of that's going to come in the next six or seven months. Why? Because Title Forty Two goes away, and this administration says, "Oh, we're going to deal with it by doing um, immediate uh, um, deportation, uh, immediate removal." That that doesn't work because what happens when some you're going to put somebody out on immediate removal? All they have to say is. I request asylum. They will then come and be allowed to be with, uh, released into our country. We don't have enough places for them. Um, and right now, uh, uh, we're, we're making big hay. Over 85,000 children misplaced by ORR. Well, guess what? It's going to blossom. It's going to be, it's going to blow up like you can't believe. And so where are those 85,000 children? Why isn't this administration that took Trump to task repeatedly for his policies, they've lost 85,000 children to sex traffickers, for all we know, operating at that border. The Mexican drug cartels are not exactly an altruistic set of organizations. They are smuggling death into this country every day. They're smuggling illegal immigrants, human smuggling, sex trafficking. Uh, and by the way, working hand in hand, with the Chinese communists, That's let's right. be straight up. And every American who dies is a is a pin in their board uh, in the cartels and, of course, in Beijing as well. And we've got people walking around saying they want the 702 when they don't even know what the hell is happening right in front of them. They don't need to eavesdrop on anyone. They need to look at what is happening honestly and straightforwardly, and that is that the Biden administration is working in total cooperative alignment with the Mexican drug cartels, and this president is so compromised and impaired that he wouldn't dare cross President Xi Jinping if his life and ours depended on it. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. We actually had uh, um, a worker whistleblower come into my committee this week and testify that the U.S. is the middle middleman for the logistics for sex and human traffickers, which we knew. Lou, you and I have known this for a long time. Yeah. And it's just trying to get enough momentum. Again, the frustration I have, you've got, you've got, um, uh, we've got a pretty strong uh, border security bill that we're ready to roll out um, but there's some weak stuff in there because we've got some members, and you'll you'll figure out who they are, who are demanding that some of this be weakened a little bit. And and I'm like, how can you weaken this thing? Do you not know what's about to hit? What has been hitting us for two years? And and Lou, I'm just going to tell you, our national security is at peril. It is at peril. Um, when you get the start bringing in uh, Venezuelans, that's that that the twenty four thousand in Texas, Lou. That is that almost eats up the full thirty thousand allotment that Mayorkas was putting in place with his his um, uh, force coordination uh, strategy. So Nicaragua, Haiti, Cuba, and Venezuela they get up to thirty thousand paroles a month just for those four countries, and then you have another thirty thousand paroles a month or so. So I've got a question for, for you, the nations. Yeah. 
all of the oversight, everything in Congress. We don't know what our FBI is doing. What we do know, it's corrupt. Uh, we don't know what the Department of Justice is doing. We don't know, but it's corrupt uh, in the instances where we have public knowledge. Uh, we don't know what the Department of Homeland Security is doing, but we do know one thing. They're lying through their teeth about everything, whether it's border security, whether it's cybersecurity, whether it's infrastructure. Uh, we have arrayed against the American people an entire federal government that doesn't give a damn about the American people, doesn't in any way even pretend it's interested in national security, at least the national security of the United States of America. Uh, at what point do we say to ourselves, we have a Senate that is in the pocket of the Democrats and a Senate majority leader who is worse than most Democrats in most respects. Uh, at what point do the American people just say the hell with this uh, and, and just go about our business and, and let what will be be? I, I mean, we have patriots that are that are begging for leadership and for action. And what we're being told is we have woke policies that really need to be at the priority in the Department of Defense, uh, says uh, Lloyd Austin, the Secretary of Defense, says uh, Mark Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. We can't even get a ship for Marines for our expeditionary units in the Pacific. We can't even get them on a ship, let alone train them. What the hell are you people doing? You know, Lou, um I agree with you. I mean, what, what has to, in my opinion, what has to happen is you start, you have to dismantle and defund this, uh, this government in so many ways. And that's, yeah. that's part of what those 500 bills that I introduced were, is to try to defund and dismantle as much of this federal government that is arrayed against us in every institution. And as they, they come against us, if we can stop funding them, then they will naturally shrink and shrivel. And maybe my colleagues will join me in actually eliminating everything from the Department of Education. Uh, ATF is going after people. Uh, I mean, the federal police state apparatus is after Americans. Uh, the border is a, is a national security threat. I, I beg my colleagues constantly. Yeah. Join me in defunding these these agencies. Join me in, and if you think you got to have an FBI, tell me what you think is working, and then let's shrink the FBI down to that. Don't give them a three and a half billion to four billion dollar yeah. new Taj Mahal. Don't do that. And um, and it's you know I'm straining at a gnat, I guess. Well, I I think that. You know, it'd be great if you guys can stop that $300 million uh, boondoggle. Uh, imagine that. Uh, imagine $80 billion uh, for 80,000 new IRS gun-toting uh, agents. Uh, yep. This is obscene. Uh, yep. And I guess, please come back soon, would you? There's so much to talk with you about, uh, and I appreciate everything. And let's start naming names because... The public needs to know who are the enemies of the of this great country. Uh, there, there can be no more deals. There can be no hiding in the shadows for these uh, these rhinos who mean this nation uh, harm. They they don't even mean to uh, just be protecting themselves in the shadows. They really want this country 
uh, to be something other than it is something other than the founders wanted it to be. Uh, Andy Biggs, you are a great American. You are a delight to talk with, and you are a great, great public servant, as I said. Your final thoughts as we wrap up here, if we may, Congressman. Yeah, I would say never give up. We can't we can't get, just go back and, and I, believe me, I want to a, a lot. We got to keep fighting. Amen, brother. And uh, keep fighting. Uh, you and I, we need to remind each other of that once in a while. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Congressman Andy Biggs, uh, as I said, more than once and because it needs to be said again, a great American. Thank you, Thanks, Congressman. Brother. Thanks so much. Congressman Andy Biggs, great American, also one of the hardest working congressmen in the House. And join us here tomorrow. Our guest will be Mr. New York himself, Mark Simone. And this week, with artificial intelligence exploding as a disruptor of just about everything, we'll be joined by our guest, cognitive scientist James Barat, talking about AI and its dangers. Thanks for being with us for now. Thank you, God bless you, and America. Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today.